Welcome to Shoot to the Top, a podcast for professional photographers with web designer and marketer Sam Holland and professional photographer with over 20 years in the industry, Marcus Ahmad. Hello, Sam. How are you doing? Very good, Marcus. How about you? Oh, I'm really good, thank you. Really a very pleasant week indeed, mainly because I've been away uh, doing a bit of travelling, so it's been quite nice. And do you know what? This week we've got a very unusual guest because we've got a photographer at last. I know we don't normally have photographers on this show. We normally have people who use photography, but I saw our guest's work and I was so taken by it. The quality of her photography is supreme and she's got so much experience and knowledge of the business. I thought we've got to get her on. The guest we've got today is Gemma Griffiths, who's a photographer based in South Wales in the UK. Uh, She specialises in branding photography and working with families. So, how are you doing, Gemma? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Gemma, obviously, two photographers in a room. We we could go on forever all day, but let's get straight, (laughs) straight to the chase. And tell me how you started off in this business. Ah, well, I was always interested in photography um, when I was at university and I did a lot of traveling when I was younger and I really was interested in travel photography and landscapes Um, and it was kind of a hobby then. But um, when I had my daughter uh, 17 and a half years ago, um, I started doing portrait photography and then was photographing friends' children and while I was on maternity leave, I thought, well, this is the chance for me to get started in photography. If I don't take the chance now, I probably never will to leave. And I went and bought a new DSLR camera and um, the rest so is history. you started off um, basically as a hobby or did you have in mind about going into the business straight away? Yeah, well, I'd I'd already done some training and I'd done some um, college courses in the evenings and I'd obviously had experience doing it as a hobby. Um, But then I decided, no, I wanted to to start as a business. It was only intended to be part time. um, But now, obviously, years later, it's it's a full time job. But um, it was supposed to be just around looking after my daughter and then after her, my, my son. So it started off part time and mainly just photographing families. Um, Then I did weddings for a bit. Um, and then um, and kind of moved into branding photography in the last few years, which um, I'm really enjoying. So, Gemma, what made you make the move into branding photography? Um, well, I always enjoyed um, I used to get headshot inquiries and just do a few bits and pieces whilst I was mainly concentrating on family photography. Um, and I really enjoyed I really enjoyed working with adults and some most of my clients initially were creative um, you know, from the creative industries. Um, and I really enjoyed working in that kind of space with on a one-to-one basis and planning shoots. It's a, it's a completely different way of working um, than it is with young families. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And also it meant I could do it during the week. So it wasn't so weekend based. Um, and then I just started to, you know, advertise and show my work and do a bit more in that area um and it just kind of grew from there so it kind of yeah it just took off weirdly um during and after the pandemic so I thought I'd probably be doing less less work I guess um but I don't know whether it was during the pandemic or after that people just decided to start new businesses or 
I don't, I'm not sure what it was, but um, I started to get loads of inquiries about doing branding shoots, and um, yeah, yeah, so it's just kind of built over the last over the last three or four years. That's really interesting what you're saying there, Gemma. So you transitioned. You were doing uh, families, you were doing weddings as well, but then you transitioned into branding because you it, it suited more of your lifestyle. Just for our listeners out there, could you just maybe? Tell us what you think is the main difference or the, of that genre, branding photography. What what makes it unique for you? Okay. I mean, well, when, when I work with families, it's a whole different scenario. Normally, you've got young children. We might go to the beach or go for a walk. And it's more about capturing the family, interacting with each other and, you know, capturing the joy and the smiles and the the informality and the relationships between them. So branding photography is completely different in the way that we're trying to focus on the person's business and their brand and their personality and how they'd like to come across. And normally, not always, because I do work with small companies and um, multiple uh, staff members, but normally it is just one person. So it's just about trying to showcase their business and how they want to come across. So each case is just so individual and based on whatever they do for there. I work with, you know, people who make things and then people who provide services and products and so it's just trying to always really personalize the shoot for them and trying to make sure that we're capturing everything that they need um, whether it's for social media or their websites or a profile picture Um, but I just I really like the unique case of each business so that you can try and and work with that person just to bring out what they need so every shoot's completely different and we choose different locations and different props and different outfits and different scenarios. So it's just it's just really interesting and, and changing all the time. Cool. That's really that interesting, isn't it, Sam? Because yeah. we've had previous guests who have really talked about the importance of doing research and diving in to finding out about businesses. Isn't that right, Sam? Lots of our guests who've been... Um who've used photographers have said, yeah, that what's really important to them is that the photographer's kind of done their homework and knows their business. So knows, um, no, no, is ready and knows what sort of photographs they're going to need and is asking the right questions. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's come across really, really prominently. Um, well, I mean, what sort of, yeah, I think it's, sorry, God, I was going to say, Gemma, what do you sort of say to clients? What questions are you asking them before the shoot? Um, well, I always have, um, an initial call with them, obviously, just to find out more about their business and find out more about their personality. Some people are comfortable going out in public and having a shoot there. Some people not so much, and so we might hire a space. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to see visually, see images that they like and look, research their industry so I understand how people are portraying themselves. Um, Some people come, come to me with with ideas, but mostly they don't. Mostly they come and they just want me to help them to to bring something to life, but they're not entirely sure what. So we share ideas on Pinterest and I'll suggest different locations and I'll show them examples of things that I've done in the past. And we kind of build it together over over a couple of weeks um, just to make sure that it is that it's everything they need from the shoot. So I am very much client led in terms of trying to make sure we we get everything that they need um i think it's different from you know i don't know maybe 20 years ago people were just going and have a headshot mm-hmm. done and it was on a white background mm-hmm. and and that's what you needed to just show your face 
Um, and I think branding photography has really evolved quite rapidly over the last few years in terms of people wanting to show themselves more personally and showing their personality and work maybe working in the location that they work. So if I'm working with, I've worked with a ceramics artist who, you know, we went to, went to her workshop um, and um, a lady that makes her own bags and, you know, we were showing her with a sewing machine. I think it's, it's much better to personalize it in that way than to just have a generic white background. So I think the personalization of, of branding photography's really changed over the last few years. Um, and that's what I enjoy. I don't, I'm not a massive fan of, um, backgrounds. <laughs> I love what you're saying there, Joe. I really love that because it just echoes my thoughts. I really feel that, obviously, as a branding photographer myself as well, I'm a bit biased, but I really feel that <laughs> branding photography is possibly one of the most creative of the uh, photography genres. Um, yeah. It, yeah. And that, I love the idea about personalisation that you mentioned because I feel it's... Um, it gives you so much opportunities to come up with your own ideas. It's, you have to, you know, it's not like maybe, dare I say, a wedding where there's a sort of formal you follow or the bride or groom may have the set ideas or the location sorted out before you get there. With branding, I think um, you have to just come up with the whole concept. Um, is, that, is that what you're saying? Yes, absolutely, yeah. And, and it is so personalized because my clients are you know from a wide ranging you know they, they could um, photograph lots of coaches but then people who make their own products you know and then and then you've got people who are you know maybe financial services or yes. um you know for, just from every aspect whether they need one picture or whether they need you know six months worth of social media you know so every single client is so different and obviously individuals are so different and you know some people are more comfortable in the camera and they come with lots of ideas and they you know they want to feature certain things and you know they've got um they've got more creativity but others you know they need to be helped and, and led a bit and i enjoy both you know i enjoy helping people to you know come up with something that maybe they hadn't thought of but i also love bringing somebody's um ideas to life as well cool um and then interestingly i think when we first met Gemma on social media one of the things we were first talking about is you've been talking about using graphic design with the photographs and uh i don't know if this is you or the clients but sort of taking that photograph beyond just being pop it on uh you know social media and things or on your website but sort of incorporating that into sort of graphic design do you want to talk us a little bit more about that yeah, I think um, it's probably LinkedIn. So um, I only started using LinkedIn maybe in the last couple of years or so. And obviously, as my client base builds up and I'm connected to those clients, I get to see it's the same on Instagram and Facebook as well. You know, I get to see how they're using the images. Um, and it was it's just really interesting for me to see as I'm scrolling through and I think, oh, there's one of my images, there's another one, there's another one from clients. And and it's just interesting to see how different people use them. And I started to notice um, as clients get more, more savvy with, um, you know, creating content, you can see, you know, oh, well, that person's used Canva to maybe create um, slides that, that they're going to use to, you know, encourage clients to sign up to whatever service they're offering. And and so then I started to do some research into how how have my clients used their images? Um, and there was such a massive range of, of ways that they'd use them and for different things. So for feedback and testimonials or to show quotes or to... 
um, advertise their services or their products. Um, and that's why I did the article, I think, that you saw, which just shows such a range of things that you can do. And so you're not just, like you say, throwing an image on and, and that's it. You're kind of using the images to elevate your brand and to and to advertise and market yourself. It makes sense. Yes, Gemma, I think uh, that is the real power of photography, isn't it? And the way that it can be used on so many different platforms. One image can be used on in so many different ways. Um, that That's the power of photography, is it, is it not? Yes, absolutely. And also, I think variety in images. So when I work with clients, um, I don't take, you know, three or four images images I'll probably take you know over a hundred 150 from each shoot um, and I always encourage clients to get changed and use different scenarios different locations even if it's on the same shoot that, that it doesn't look like it's been on the same day and so that they've just got a bank of images that then they can roll out and use and just have have variety so you're not it's not just the same thing all the time. And then obviously what you do with those images, there's just, you know, it's it's endless, you know, yeah, so if you've cre- got, creatively. Yeah, you know. if you've got a good bank of images and then you do different things, you've got a lot of combinations, haven't you? But I think people need those, like you said, those bank of images, not just two headshots, because you can't use the same headshot in everything, because otherwise it's going to get a bit boring. Um, and I was wondering... Well, yeah, because you... Do you see people doing that? That's it. And then I was wondering if this is something, maybe, I don't know if you've had thoughts on this, is something photographers could offer as an additional service. So not just, here are your photos, but would you like me to do something with your photos? You know, almost set set them up, some stuff in Canva, some little, you know, turn them into posts with quotes and that that sort of thing. I don't know what, I'd, both of you, what your thoughts are, if that could be almost like a sort of, you know, an, an upsell, as it were, as well as the photographs. Um, yeah, for me, I have um, on occasion sort of offered, uh, you know, to, to combine or to do some, you know, create a small graphic or whatever. But to be honest, most of my clients are, are pretty savvy with that. And because it's something that they, they have to do regularly for their social media and they want consistency across the board in terms of how they design things, um, I, my clients tend to be happy to do it themselves. I, I did wonder whether it was worth offering uh you know i can create kind of video slideshows and but um it i mean if someone asked me to do it i would but it's not something that i'm, I'm advertising yes. at the minute yeah you, um it's a, it's a great question i for my subscription clients i do i sort of offer myself as being their sort of creative department so uh, you know and i'll work with them on text with images and cropping and so on and so forth and maybe a bit of color correction that might suit the the where the, uh, the photograph is being used and the reason I do that Gemma is because it do you know what it just gives me a bit more control on how my photographs yeah. are used yeah I mean I do offer um you know I do offer you know to crop it and to ch- change the size of it if, if you've got clients that really uh, don't know what they're doing yeah. um yeah then I will I would do that and, and like I say I would if someone asked me to I'd be more than happy to help them but I just don't know whether yeah. it's worth um a whole service or not yeah makes sense i, I guess agree, a lot of clients a lot of clients are able to you're right in the sort of age of canva everybody you know can pop on that and make something look pretty good pretty fast um i guess for some people it's just time isn't it everybody is usually able to do most things it's how much time they've got and i guess in some ways as you 
develop a relationship with the client and they get busier in their business, which is what normally happens. It might be something that you need to bring in over time as they kind of, you know, initially you've got, as we all do when we start, got lots of time and not so many clients. And then over time you get busier and, and people have less time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's also some clients use, you know, social media managers who, who would probably take on um, that aspect as yes, well. Yeah. So I suppose it depends on an individual basis. Yeah, Gemma, I have to ask you a question. Maybe that this is more in Sam's territory, but can, if I may ask you a marketing question. Um, obviously, you're working with families as well. So you're doing B2C and you're working on branding B2B. How do you separate the marketing in between those two type of businesses you've got? Um, so, well, obviously, I was initially a family photographer, so that was my focus in terms of um, search engine optimization for my website. So then I had, um, I've got an Instagram account for my family work. But when I decided that I wanted to do branding a few years ago, I set up a separate um, Instagram account. Uh-huh. Um, just, I, I wasn't sure. I, I wasn't sure. I was torn between doing it, but then I just thought, actually, it it does it's a completely different thing and it's a completely different audience. So I set up a separate Instagram for that. Um, And then as time has gone by um, and the branding became bigger and bigger part of my business, I kind of changed up my website a bit so that instead of just being faced with family images, as soon as you went on, I've done a 50, 50 split between them both. So, and I've, well, I've done my uh, search engine optimization to make sure that I can be found for branding and found for families and just tried to keep the website a split between the two. Um, I didn't really want to set up a separate website for it. I'm not sure whether that's the right thing to do or not. <laughs> but I, I find having using LinkedIn and having a business um, photography Instagram and just keeping it on that side. And I tend to... Uh, advertise family stuff on Facebook more um so I try and, and keep the I keep see. them as separate as I can um but also it is it is me so yeah. <laughs> I can't you know so yeah it, it it's difficult yeah it is and that makes sense in terms of the social isn't it in that those business people LinkedIn is always the logical place to go isn't it if you're working b2b um but then for the families and stuff facebook that makes total sense and yes there should you have two websites or one is a constant debate i have with a lot of photographers and yes it is it is down to time cost effort how much work you want you know if you were sort of had you and a few photographers needed more and more work two websites would be the way to go but you know one person you limit on work you know one can work really well if you say it's got kind of the seo for both and it's very clearly kind of lit out as soon as possible you direct one people one way and one people the other way um and it yeah it can work really well yeah it's pretty straightforward on my website it just either says branding or family so yeah. i guess you know when when people land on the website they'll just choose the the section that they want to go to and then within that section you've got the portfolio and you've got the pricing um so everything's in there so you don't really need to look at the the part that you're not interested in and i guess from social you can send them straight to the right part without them needing to make the choice can't you yeah particularly on instagram um i've got a completely different following on my business one i'm followed you know by businesses and i follow businesses and the family one it is just it's it's just more about my family clients so they are completely different audiences um and i do try and post separate things 
um, so that, you know, I, I'm meeting the needs of, of both of those. And, and like I say, LinkedIn is just um, for the business stuff. That's brilliant. That's a really good way of separating it, Gemma. Um, just as we're coming up to close the show, I can't resist. Look, as I said at the beginning, we don't have many photographers on the show. And I can't resist asking you, Gemma, to talk to me about some, the equipment that you use. Ah! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I use... Uh, uh, two Sony bodies, so I've got Sony A7Threes, um, and I use a 35 mil and an 85 millimeter lenses. Oh, yes. So I, I try and have you know wide angle for more contextual and maybe indoor shots, and then I use my 85 as a portrait lens. And I find that that's a really good combination to try and get a variety in terms of focal length. Um, I don't know if that makes sense to anyone else. I know it will make Marcus. a lot of sense to our listeners. <laughs> I'm sure. I, know, I noticed a lot. Those have become two really popular focal lengths: uh, the 35 and the 85. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good combination. I find it works really well for me because they are so different from each other, um, yes. and I use them in, in different circumstances. So I try and use both when I'm, I'm out on a shoot. So it's not just always the same focal length that I'm using. So it, it just gives me more variety. Excellent. How about you? What do you use? Oh my gosh! Okay, I use Nikon because I'm an old school photographer, and I'm still <laughs> I'm still a DSLR. I use an 850. I've got two of those. Yeah. And lenses wise, I use prime lenses myself. I always have done, but I use a 24, 35, 50, 85, and the 105. Yeah. Wow. So, big variety. Well, yes, a big variety. I work with assistants, Gemma, so I can just shout out to them, Oi, pass me that, and they'll respond, <laughs> hopefully, with the right one. Though I tell you what, yeah. it has happened when they give me the wrong lens. I didn't even notice, but whatever, that's another story. Um. Uh, what about editing, uh, Gemma? What do you use for editing? Um, so I use um, Lightroom and Photoshop. Yeah. So I take everything into Lightroom first, yes. um, have a play, and then take it into Photoshop just for additional sort of polishing. I know I can probably do a lot of the Photoshop work in, in, that I do in Lightroom, but so I'm, I'm much more comfortable with Photoshop, oh, so yes. I'm happy to... Um, to do some work in there. Oh, so yes. yeah, that, that's my workflow. Totally. I mean, you can't beat Photoshop. I still use it a lot. Um, I know it sucks a lot of time in, but you, it, it does things that you can't do in other platforms. And I know Lightroom yeah. is now ubiquitous, isn't it? I mean, I use Capture One, but I know the majority of photographers, 90% use Lightroom. They do. And Mark, yeah, if I'm going to come in here, over. I think, before you two talk, talk equipment forever. Oh, gosh. We do have a whole podcast on lenses, which is really interesting. So going back to what you talked about there. So that goes into Thank much you. more detail. And maybe we should do one, Marcus, on a photo editing software as well. That's maybe a one yeah. for future discussion. That could be really interesting. Gemma, it has been amazing having you with us. Thanks so much. Um, there is so much there for our listeners. That's brilliant. Brilliant, oh, yeah. absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Brilliant. No problem brilliant. at all. Thanks, Gemma. Nice one. Right, see you next week, Marcus. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Sam. See you next week. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. You can like and subscribe on your usual podcast platform. You can find Sam and Marcus on LinkedIn and at websiteforphotographers.co.uk forward slash podcast. See you next week.